0: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance.
1: climate change the cost of living crisis saving the planet if there's one solution to help us deal with all three it has to be using more renewable green energy but we're not talking about the usual wind and solar farms we already have now it's time to take a look at some new emerging renewables that might change our future for the better hello i'm john weeks and this is the evening standards tech and science daily green energy special so We're starting with the biggest power source available to us. That big ball of fire in the sky. But forget about the huge and heavy solar panels we see on roofs and in fields today enter a new type of solar panel, you can print. Now I've got a bottle of ink that has the semiconducting materials in it.
2: And I can now put that into my printer and we print onto a plastic substrate. If we do that in a particular way and we put top and bottom contacts on, I create a
1: solar cell. It's something Paul Dastor and his colleagues at the University of Newcastle in Australia have been working on. Compared to a normal glass panel, which weighs around 20 kilograms per square metre, These printed plastic panels of the same size weigh less than 300 grams. But how does being lighter and more flexible make them a better option?
2: You know your sort of big Amazon sheds, the big warehouses and so on? B&Q right here in the UK. Those roofs can't take the weight of a conventional panel. And we know that there are billions of square meters of those roofs around the world that simply can't take the weight of a conventional solar cell.
1: Paul reckons the panels could generate gigawatts of power if they're used on rooftops around the world. So if we were to roll these out everywhere tomorrow, how much would they cost? Well, that's where things get interesting.
2: You see, even though they're less efficient, even though they last a shorter period of time, the cost to make them is so low that we can actually build, install, and recycle at a cost that's much lower than conventional panels.
1: And just when you thought the tech couldn't be more green there's one extra eco advantage to printed solar panels
2: we've already demonstrated we can completely recycle them we can wash the ink off and start again so i believe that these printed solar panels this technology is the first truly sustainable renewable energy technology
1: okay so we've looked at solar now it's time for wind but again not as you know it We know that thousands of big white wind turbines already power some of our electricity, but what if we could use smaller, prettier ones in our cities and neighbourhoods? We
3: developed a very original and aesthetic product we call a wind tree, using a windmill on vertical axis. It's totally silent and we can install this product everywhere inside the city and outside the city.
1: Plastic wind trees have been created by Frenchman luc Eric Kreef CEO of New World Wind. They look like real trees and have dozens of small vertical turbines, called AeroLeaves, which only need wind speeds of around 2.5 meters per second to spin and generate power. It is the normal wind we can
3: see every time, everywhere, okay? And we can start from 2.5 to produce energy. Of course, it is only 2 watts, but it is energy we can store and wind can
1: use. According to New World Winds, their average energy production equates to 83% of a French household's consumption outside of air conditioning. And if all goes to plan, we could soon be seeing them pop up in our cities and even our neighbours' gardens.
3: Our product, if we reduce the production cost, could be very relevant for everybody. So everyone can install the product in his garden on, on the balcony. You know, we can do what we want.
1: Now it's time to talk about the largely untapped resource covering the planet, our seas and oceans. And the inventor of this latest green energy solution, getting power from the waves comes from a very pertinent
4: background. I was actually born in Ukraine in 1986. And two weeks after I was born, the Chernobyl nuclear reactor exploded, which was the largest in history nuclear disaster. And I was one of the babies that got hurt from the negative effects of the explosion. One day, my mother, she approached my crib. She looked down. She saw me, blue, pale, not breathing, clinically dead. And then she gave me a mouth-to-mouth resuscitation until the ambulance came and basically saved my life.
1: That's the story of Ina Braverman, founder and CEO of EcoWave Power. After being given a second chance at life, she decided to make an impact in the world and develop a way of generating power from the tides. So how do you capture the energy of the waves?
4: Basically, we attach unique floater shapes to existent man-made structures such as piers, breakwaters, jetties. The floaters are going up and down with the movement of the waves. They're pushing the hydro-cylinder, which is used to turn the hydro-motor, turning the generator, and sending clean electricity into the grid.
1: It turns out this tech has huge potential to power our towns, cities, and countries.
4: According to the World Energy Council, if wave energy is implemented all over the world, it can produce twice the amount of electricity that the world produces now, wave energy alone. So what's stopping
1: wave power being captured around the world and powering our planets? Well, it all comes down to a lack of legislation and poor early examples of offshore wave energy technology.
4: They were super expensive, they broke down, so they created a name for wave energy, not a positive name, like it's it's breaking down all the time, it's super expensive and so on. So when governments and legislators, they looked at all these like high profile failures of the offshore wave energy technologies, they said to themselves, okay, probably the technology is not there yet, so we don't need to legislate for it.
0: wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
1: Welcome back. Petrol and diesel cars are out. Solar-powered EVs are in. That's according to CEO of Sono Motors, Lauren Hahn, the man behind the Sono Sion.
3: Solar is one of the cheapest electricity sources on Earth by now. And that's why we said, let's create the first affordable solar electric vehicle. This car ships for 25,000 euros net. So this is a very affordable
1: solar electric vehicle. It's designed with solar panels on every physical panel of the car, including the doors and bonnets, and it means the tech can soak up solar energy even when it's overcast. It's extremely well fitted for bad weather
3: conditions, low standing sun, for example, cloudy days. Cloudy days, you have diffuse light, not direct light. And for that, our solar integration into the side is pretty good.
1: Sono Motors says the solar panels can generate enough energy to take the car around 70 miles every week. But the Sion has the added benefit of being charged like any other EV with a plug.
3: You can plug it in. It's just a regular electric vehicle. You have 300 kilometers of range and 54 kilowatt hour battery. But additionally, you have the solar integration, which leads to four times more range on a single charge compared to an electric vehicle.
1: Now, our final futuristic fuel source comes from a process that happens every day in trees and plants, photosynthesis. Researchers at Cambridge University have found a way of hacking into the photosynthesis process of algae and getting electricity out of it.
2: And so if you have photosynthetic cells sitting on an electrode surface, then you can collect some of that electrical current that gets out of the cells.
1: Biochemistry professor Christopher Howe is one of those researchers who's found a way to power small devices with a kind of natural battery.
2: It's actually slightly better than a battery because a battery will ultimately run down and this, in principle, can carry on indefinitely because it's getting energy from sunlight to produce that electricity.
1: Their devices are around the same size as a AA battery and contain blue-green algae and one of them has been powering a microprocessor for over a year. Chris and the team at Cambridge are hoping this technology could be used in rural parts of Africa and other countries where a small amount of energy goes a long way.
2: For example, maybe being able to provide electricity to charge a mobile phone in rural Africa or something like that, provide lighting in dwellings, that kind of thing. So relatively modest power, but in situations where that will make a difference.
1: So there we have it, five examples of green tech which we could see cropping up around the world in the coming years. For more information on all of the tech in today's podcast, head to our show notes.
0: Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium